Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 7th of May 2022. This is Tom and your other readers are Kevin, Carl and Liz. The editor this week is Kevin. All are members of Team 2. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. This week's headline, 800 years of worship for local church. We also have a feature this week about the Talking Newspaper Federation's sounding service. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. Before we start the current news items, we will look back at a few news items this week in previous years. Hello, this is Kevin. This week in history, May the 3rd, 1968, the first heart heart transplant in Britain was carried out at the National Heart Hospital at Marleybone. On this day last year, the Queen sent her warmest good wishes to the people of Northern Ireland on the date which many considered to be its centenary. Hello, this is Kyle. On May 4th, 1974, ABBA reached the top of the Pops chart with Waterloo, the Eurovision Song Contest winner. May 5th, 1941, Emperor Haile Selassie returned to Ethiopia from exile in England after liberation of his country by British forces. On this day last year, scientists revealed that they had discovered a simple, efficient way to recreate the early structure of the human embryo from stem cells in the laboratory. Hello, this is Liz. On May 6th, 1937, the German airship Hindenburg exploded at its moorings in Lakehurst, New Jersey, killing 36 of the 97 people aboard. On this day last year, alcohol-related deaths had reached their highest level for 20 years, according to the Office for National Statistics, after jumping by a fifth over the previous year. And May the 7th, 2007, The tomb of Herod the Great was discovered by Israeli archaeologists south of Jerusalem. On May 8, 1970, the Beatles' final album, Let It Be, was released. On this day last year, Scotland's Edinburgh Zoo celebrated the arrival of nine Gen 2 penguin chicks. And now we will go back to this week's current articles. The main story this week... St Peter's Church in Berkhamsted is hosting events this May and June in celebration of its 800th anniversary. The community celebrations including historic days out, spiritual events, photography skills and music. The festivals will continue in June when the church will also come together to mark the Queen's Platinum Jubilee on June the 5th. On June the 26th, a festival A festival afternoon will see St Peter's covered in flowers with entertainment and activities for all, with miniature train, face painting and teddy zip wire. Mark Grego, church warden at St Peter's, said, Everyone who lives in Berkhamsted should feel pride that our church is 800 years old. We live in a town that has enjoyed a rich history for eight centuries, with St Peter's witnessing so many historic events alongside... Being spe- alongside being special in the lives of ordinary people and of those who inhabit the Burke Hampstead before us. 
He continued, Everyone is welcome to join in the anniversary celebrations. We're encouraging people to come and wander around the interior, especially if they've never stepped inside. Join us for one of our many celebration events. There's something for everyone, from historic talks to a festival afternoon, to music concerts or weekly services, or simply come and enjoy the stillness. The first event marking the anniversary was a special talk about the history of Berkhamsted on Tuesday this week. As part of these celebrations, a town-wide photography competition sponsored by EIC Insurance Services has started. Either Berkhamsted and or Celebration, the competition has three categories, each with £100 prize money. One for infant and juniors, one for secondary schools and an open competition for people living in an HP4 postcode. All entries are requested to be submitted electronically to burkophotocomp at gmail.com with photography competition in the subject field and the file name for each image should indicate whether the theme and include the photographer's name. All entries must be received by June June 10th and the winners will be announced on the festival afternoon. Money stolen from car. Police have released pictures of a man they would like to speak to after two incidents happened on the same road in Hemel Hempstead on April 11th. A grey Kia Sportage in Ridge Lee had money stolen from the vehicle and a second car, a red Tesla Model 3 series, had been attempted to be opened at around the same time. PCSO Daniel McManus from the Decorum Safer Neighbourhood team said, We believe the person was in the area at the time of the offences and he could have information that will help our investigation. If you have information, call police on 101 or email PCSO McManus at Daniel McManus at Hearts. Dot police.uk Man pleads guilty to breaking into home. A man from Hemel Hempstead has admitted to breaking into a house in March. Lewis Barrington Keyes pled guilty to burgling a property when he appeared at Albans Crown Court on April 25th. Police were called on March the 25th after a family had a window at their house smashed and two watches, bank cards and car keys stolen. Mr Barrington Keyes was arrested and charged the next day. Detective Sergeant John Prendergast from Decorum Local Crime Unit said, Our detectives obtained CCTV footage of a male acting suspiciously in the area earlier that day. It was a fast-moving inquiry as officers from our proactive Scorpion team then identified the male in the footage as the suspect, who was known to officers. He added, we secured emergency warrants for two addresses linked to the suspect that night and found property from the burglary at one of them. The following day, Saturday the 26th of March, Barrington Keys was located at another address in Hemel Hempstead and arrested for burglary. He was charged and subsequently remanded into custody. The force's community voice platform Echo can be used to let them know what people think they should be prioritising in your area. Police also send messages about a range of topics including burglaries, scams and missing people 
via the, the Owl Crime Alerts app. DS Prendergast said, hopefully this response reassures people in decorum that police do take action swiftly when crimes like burglary are reported. 4.5 million tonnes of edible food is binned in a year. <clears throat> That's 87,000 tonnes a week, enough to fill Wembley eight times. In the, in the UK, households waste on average the equivalent of eight meals per week. That's 87,000 tonnes of food waste in only seven days. Over the course of a year, it is estimated that 6.6 .6 million tonnes of food is wasted and 4.5 million tonnes of which is edible food, the rest consisting of used tea bags, eggshells and animal and fish bones, enough to fill Wembley eight times over. With the cost of living crisis biting ever deeper, JPI media contributor Steve Kane has compiled a list of top tips to not only reduce the amount of food waste, but also save money on our grocery shopping and household bills too. Reducing food wastage and saving money starts at the supermarket. Being a savvy shopper can make a massive difference and, it's, and it isn't difficult to do either. Always check the dates on food and buy wonky or irregular shaped fruit and vegetables. They taste just as good and are often significantly cheaper than perfect produce. You should also check to see that caps and lids are secured properly and have not been tampered with and open egg boxes to check that none are cracked or broken. Look out for bargains including two for the price of one and buy one get one free but always make sure that you are taking advantage of the offer and that the offer isn't taking advantage of you. Get into the habit of checking your supermarket's reduced to clear section. Often the yellow stickered short coded goods can offer savings of up to 75%. Swap brand leaders for supermarket owned brands. Get your goods home in premium condition. Invest in a cool bag to transport chilled and frozen goods. Keep an orderly kitchen. Storing your food correctly can ensure it stays fresher for longer. Just as the supermarkets do, you should store the food in your cupboards, fridge and freezer in correct date rotation. Invest in airtight containers or retain tubs that once contained biscuit selections or chocolate assortments to store dry goods such as crisps, cereal, pasta and rice. This will help prevent them from going stale. Know the difference between use-by and best-before. Use-by refers to safety. Best-before refers to quality. After that date, it will, in most cases, still be safe to eat, but may have passed its peak. Freeze food. Stock up on multi-buys and special offers. A full freezer is more economical to run, as the cold air doesn't need to circulate as much, so less power is needed. Audit your pantry. Check your fridge once or twice a week. Condiments, including apple sauce, mint sauce, mustard, etc., should only be kept for a maximum of four weeks once opened. Cupboards should be checked monthly. You should ensure your fridge and freezer are kept at the correct temperatures, five or below for fridges, minus 18 or below for freezers. Useful hints and tips to help you keep your produce in prime condition. Most fruit and vegetables are best kept in your fridge. 
do not refrigerate aubergines and ginger as they may suffer from chill damage. Bananas are best kept at room temperature. Fruits that are refrigerated have a better flavour if brought up to room temperature. Bananas and other fruit ripen more quickly if kept in a fruit bowl, bowl with apples or citrus fruits. Potatoes must be kept in a cool dark place. Rewrap leaf, leafy vegetables and salads to prevent drying. Mushrooms should be stored in the fridge, prefer, preferably in a paper bag. Always store pre-prepared salads and vegetables in the fridge. Growing herbs must be kept according to the storage. Handling advice on the labels. Always wash your fruit and vegetables before use. Only prepare and cook enough to serve the number of people you intend to feed. Use leftovers up. Add leftover vegetables to some stock and bulk up with pulses, rice or pasta to provide a tasty homemade soup or broth. JPI Media columnist Karen Wright, Great British Bake Off finalist, also offers timely hacks for saving money while reducing food waste. She said, when the price of gas and electric hit the roof last week, there were lots of tips on the news and social media about how to save money in the household budget to help limit the damage to our finances. I, it got me thinking and came up with a few ideas of my own. The first thing is food shopping. Before going off to do the weekly shop, make sure you check your cupboards, fridge and freezer. Do a quick stock check of what you already have and figure out how and when to use them up. For me, casseroles will be cooked in the slow cooker from now on. Now, now on and I will be making more stir fries and salads which are cheaper on energy use. Batch baking and just trying not to keep heating up that the oven from cold more than once a day will be a top will be on top of my list. Finally, leftovers once again. This pastry plat only cost me one pound. That was for the roll of puff pastry. Everything else was leftovers or for, from my store cupboard. The filling was all leftovers from a Sunday roast, gammon, mashed potato and cabbage. I added seasoning from my store cupboard, mustard, paprika and garlic and I cooked down a chopped apple and an onion. I mixed it all together, laid it down the middle of a pastry sheet and plattered the pastry over it. A delicious main meal for just a pound, and it looks impressive too. Koi carp stolen. Police appeal for information after 37 fish were stolen in decorum. The fish, worth around £8,000, were stolen from a garden on Honeycross Road in Hemel Hempstead overnight on Thursday, April 21st. Electrical equipment was also taken. Detective Constable Nia Hadley from the Decorum Local Crime Unit said, We're appealing for anyone who witnessed any suspicious activity in the area or who may have captured any CCTV of note to please come forward. The police have said that they are keen to hear from anyone who has come across koi carp being advertised for sale in suspicious circumstances. Anyone with information is asked to email dchadley at nia.hadley at hearts.police.uk. 
You can also report information online or call 101. Views on Hemel Old Town. Decorum Borough Council is asking for the public's opinions and ideas about Hemel Hempstead as part of its Old Town Place project. The programme is to improve the area for visitors and workers and to support the ambitions of local businesses and communities. The council says that they want to help create a better place where the local community can thrive and feel pride. Councillor Alan Anderson, portfolio holder for planning and infrastructure, said, The old town is one of the jewels in the crown of many important places in Hemel Hempstead. Whereas it benefited from a package of improvements a few years ago, we recognise there is more to do to build on its great strengths. He added, To help shape its future, your views are really important and I would encourage people to take just a few minutes to complete our online survey. The deadline for the survey is 11.59pm on June the 8th. Jubilee Arts Competition. A Hemel Hempstead shopping centre is asking local schools to submit pictures of the Queen reflecting her personality, interests and achievements as part of its Platinum Jubilee celebrations. The Riverside Shopping Centre in Hemel Hempstead is inviting local schools to get involved in its art competition in celebration of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. The winning entry will get £1,000 for their school and the winner will also get a hamper full of goodies from the shops at the centre. The shortlisted pieces and overall winner's art will be displayed at the Riverside Shopping Centre in a Jubilee Arts exhibition from May the 23rd through to June the 6th. The art submitted can be of any size and created using traditional materials or computer graphics. Each entry is judged individually, so entries are welcome from schools, colleges and from individuals. Riverside Shopping Centre manager Ian Welland said, the art competition is a great way of getting children involved in the lead-up to celebrations, whilst providing an opportunity to showcase local talent and, of course, offering a highly valuable prize to the winning school and an amazing haul of goodies for one talented young artist. He added, we are excited to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee with our customers. The closing date for the competition is the 10th of May 2020. Entries can be handed into the centre manager's suite on level one of the car park at the shopping centre. Alternatively, it can be posted to Jubilee Arts Competition, centre manager suite, unit 27, Riverside, Hemel Hempstead, HP1, 1BT. All entries should be labelled on the reverse with the entrance name, school and contact details. Man does coast-to-coast challenge for charity. A man inspired by an old school friend with Parkinson's has completed a coast-to-coast challenge to raise £3,198 for charity. Nick Heath, 61, of Berkhamsted, was inspired to undertake the challenge by former school pal Robert Stubbs, who was diagnosed with Parkinson's in October 2017. 
Nick set off on the 200-mile trip from St. Bees on the Irish Sea coastline on April the 2nd. He was joined by his old friend, teaching assistant Robert. However, Robert tested positive for COVID on April 16th and chose to take a more direct route to get to the North Sea. Spurred on by his friend, Nick walked to Robins Hood Bay, Bay on the shores of the North Sea alone, reaching the finish point on April 18th. Nick said, I'm so pleased to have completed the wonderful challenge of the coast-to-coast walk alongside my old schoolmate Rob, who had his Parkinson's diagnosis around five years ago. Even though COVID-19 changed our plans, I am delighted that both of us were able to reach the finish line on the Yorkshire coast. Nick's passion for trekking, Nordic walking and being outdoors has led him to take on ambitious endurance events and take on some wonderful journeys on foot around the UK and overseas. He added, Parkinson's UK is one of the charities that I'm support- that I supported last summer during my solo let jog walk from Land's End to J- John O'Groats. They continue to work on finding a cure for this devastating condition whilst providing support and raising awareness. I would like to thank everyone who has donated to this cause. Parkinson's is the fastest growing neurological condition in the world and currently there is no cure. It affects around 145,000 people in the UK, including 13,700 in the east of England. There are over 40 symptoms, from tremor and pain to anxiety. Nick's friend Robert currently experiences tremors, aches in his right arm and insomnia. Anne Rowe, head of regional fundraising at Parkinson's UK, said, We are so grateful to Nick for taking on this incredible challenge to raise money for Parkinson's UK. Parkinson's can devastate lives. Fundraisers like Nick help us to drive forward the groundbreaking research we need to transform the lives of people affected by the condition. To sponsor Nick, visit www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Robert hyphen Stubbs 2. Super Scanner Cycle Challenge A new high-tech scanner for West Hearts Teaching Hospital's NHS Trust is coming closer to reality thanks to the latest fundraising initiative from hospital charity, RAISE. The charity is calling on cyclists of all abilities to join the Super Scanner Cycle Challenge, which is aiming to raise £10,000 in May. Challenge participants can choose how many miles to ride, where and when, and can set their own fundraising targets. And they can join in on the road, static cycling, spinning at the gym, or even in the comfort of their own home. Anytime Fitness, in Hemel Hempstead, Croxley Park and Bushy, are offering free spin classes for participants who want to ride spin miles for the Super Scanner Cycle Challenge. If you don't have a bike of your own, but want to get involved, Watford's bike share operator Beryl is offering 10 places to ride for Team Beryl. RAISE, the charity that supports West Hearts Teaching Hospital's NHS Trust, 
has organised the Cycle Challenge as part of a series of fundraising events for the Imagine This Super Scanner Appeal. The new Philips Azurian system will allow patients in West Hertfordshire and beyond to have cutting-edge pinhole surgery provided locally by interventional radiologists in a fantastic new surgical suite being created. This means that hundreds more patients will be treated near their homes and loved ones. Dr Phil Haslan, President of the British Society of Interventional Radiology said, Interventional radiology, or image-guided surgery, is integral to the care of patients from many specialities. Interventional radiologists are able to carry out numerous minimally invasive surgical procedures, often under local anaesthetic and as day cases. We are involved in treating vascular disease, liver disease, lung disease, urinary tract disease and emergency treatment of bleeding either from trauma or bleeding post-surgery or childbirth. A growing area of interventional radiology is interventional oncology where we can treat small tumours with targeted image-guided therapies reducing the toxicity seen with the whole body treatments and avoiding major surgery. He added, the super scanner system is ideally suited to helping the interventional radiology team at West Hearts. They will achieve the best outcomes for their patients. It is ultra-modern, giving excellent imaging at low doses. With this system, they will be able to provide a full range of interventional radiology procedures from the treatment of emergency trauma and bleeding to state-of-the-art cancer treatments. The £695,000 appeal has got off to a fantastic start and two-thirds of the total target has already been raised, including a £100,000 pledge from the hospital's League of Friends. If you would like to make a donation or join the Cycle Challenge to help buy the scanner, visit Raise's website or call... 07435 802 862. Charity Cycle raises £22,000. A local charity has, after hosting a cycling event with British Cycling on Sunday, April 24th, 437 cyclists started at Hemel Hempstead's Gaybridge Park and took on either a 10, a 100k, 60k or brand new 25k route across Chiltern Hills and some challenging climbs across Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire, raising more than £22,000 for Den's people from across the UK rode together last weekend, with every penny raised going towards helping rebuilding the lives of local people facing homelessness, poverty and social exclusion. Maggie, 75, took on the event's 25k route with a women's group of cyclists. She said, I think it's doing it with other people. Also, it's a seriously good charity. I came across them quite a lot and they're very good, so I'm happy to support them. Wendy Lewington, Den CEO, said, 
It was truly special to see so many passionate cyclists come together to support our charity. She added, the event's great success wouldn't have been possible without them or the spirited efforts of our volunteers and corporate partners who helped ensure a safe and enjoyable day for all. Berkhamsted Lovelow Cycle Works, who sponsored the event, supported cyclists with a bike repair service and gave prizes at a bike balance challenge. Director at Lovelow Cycle Works, Tim Worrell, took part in the 100k ride. He said, Lovelow is a community-based bike shop and a local charity like Dens is really important for us to support. This event is great for camaraderie. Haven and Lifeboat join forces for event. Holiday company Haven and the RNLI will come together for a May Day event. Haven will host a two-part May Day mile walk through the Hemel Hempstead Town Centre, raising funds to support the Royal National Lifeboat Institution on May the 10th. Money raised will go to the charity, which saved lives at sea, to help support a range of water safety measures ahead of what is expected to be busy summer on Britain's beaches. Haven's May Day Mile hopes to raise awareness within the local community and reach the event's target of more than £500. The RNLI's signature yellow colour will be worn with volunteers dressing in official charity crew kit. Gerard Tempest, Chief Marketing Officer at Haven, said, We are working with the RNLI to ensure we can provide a range of information to our guests, but also ensure we are helping them by providing much-needed funds to help guests should they have any difficulties at the coast. He added, Every year, millions of British holidaymakers head to the coast to enjoy the seaside, but few have little understanding of the dangers of open water. Activities on the day will include games like Get Your Kit On, a head-to-head challenge where two people race to see who can get dressed in the RNLI's crew kit the fastest. Haven, whose headquarters are in Hempstead, across the country have raised £8,900 across its parks so far this year, helping to reach its target of £125,000 for 2022 to help support the RNLI. Museum launches a Jubilee photography competition. The Tring Local History Museum has teamed up with Carla Holmes for a photography competition dedicated to life in Tring. The house building company and the museum are asking locals to share pictures of what life is like in the Chiltern Hills in 2022 with the winning entry and two shortlisted entries due to be showcased at the Tring Local History Museum in Brock Street throughout June. As well as being featured in the Local History Museum for residents to view, home builder Carla, which is creating the new Roman Park community in Tring, is donating a £200 voucher from Cheshire Cameras to help the winner continue their passion of photography. Starla Thompson, Sales and Marketing Director at Carla Holmes Chilton said, Tring has played a large role in the history books with mentions of the town in pivotal documents such as the Doomsday Book. As the Queen becomes the first British monarch to celebrate a jubilee 
Platinum Jubilee, marking 70 years of service, we want to showcase the life of our residents and other locals in Tring during this time. We want entrants to capture whatever they feel best represents life in Tring, whether it's hiking in the Chilterns, exploring the canals, the reservoirs or life on the high street. We want to see it all. Tim Amsden, Society Chairman at Tring Local History Museum said, We're proud of our role in Tring's history as we share with locals and visitors our heritage and the important families and individuals who have lived and worked in Tring. This photography competition is one way that we, pl we plan to mark the Jubilee, which is a rare occasion not only in our town's history, but for the rest of the UK. Thanks to Carla Holmes, who have provided the frames and prize, we'll be able to share this competition with the public throughout June. The competition will run from May 4th until May 20th. To enter, photographs must be sent to calacomp at tigerbond.com and include the name of the photographer, contact details and where the photo was taken. Five ways to help ease dementia. As people live longer, it's estimated that over 1 million people in the UK and Ireland will have a diagnosis of dementia by 2025. And there's currently no cure for this devastating condition. But there are ways to ease its symptoms, and a new report has concluded that music can play a powerful role in improving the lives of those living with dementia. The Power of Music report follows a study by UK Music and Music for Dementia and has stressed the extraordinary health benefits of music, calling for more to be done to help people fully appreciate its power. Sadly, we don't have a cure for dementia, but we do have music to help address the symptoms in order to help improve the quality of life across the severity of dementia, says Grace Meadows of Music for Dementia. She explains that because we process music across the whole brain and not just in one region, as dementia develops, unaffected parts of the brain can still process music and research has shown that music therapy can reduce agitation and the need for medication in 67% of people living with dementia. Music is a conversation and it's a powerful means of communication, she stresses. By working with music to help reduce the often distressing symptoms of dementia, such as anxiety, apathy, depression and confusion, it enables people to contribute to and be part of a creative process that takes them out of their experience with dementia, connecting them to themselves, those around them and the world around them. The Alzheimer's Society says music is one of the ways to treat dementia symptoms without using drugs. And Tim Beanland, Head of Knowledge at the Alzheimer's Society, adds, One of the best ways to help ease symptoms of dementia is by keeping active, physically, mentally and socially. Music and singing can bring back memories and alleviate low mood and anxiety, as well as promote communication. Perhaps most of all, it brings people together. The Alzheimer's Society says... The main non-drug treatments for dementia through person-centred care are... 
Firstly, cognitive stimulation therapy, CST. This is a range of activities which help keep the brain active, including puzzles, talking about the news and doing something creative like singing. The second one is cognitive rehabilitation. Cognitive rehabilitation involves a therapist helping dementia patients to do activities they find difficult, such as learning or relearning how to use household appliances or mobile phones, or managing daily tasks like cooking better. This gets part of the brain that are working to help the parts that are not. A third way is life stories and reminiscing. This is a way to improve the mood, well-being and memory of people with dementia. For example, a scrapbook, photo album or an app may be used to record or talk about important things that have happened in somebody's life. This makes the memories easier to remember and access. Reminiscence Works uses photos, objects or music in a similar way to get people talking about their past. 4. Music and Creative Arts The AS says making music, dancing and painting can keep the brain active and it recommends joining one of its singing for the brain groups. Meadows stresses the benefits of music extend beyond the person living with dementia. We know those moments of connection with someone living with dementia can create a shared experience that enables people to be seen for who they are beyond their diagnosis. Five, complementary therapies. The AS, the AS says aromatherapy, massage or bright light therapy, the circadian rhythm can be disrupted by dementia, can be used as, as well as other standard treatments. It says people who are interested in trying complementary therapies for dementia should talk to their GP first and should always make sure their therapy is properly trained. Woman lost nearly four stone. A woman from Hemel Hempstead no longer has diabetes and has got her life back after shedding nearly four stone in weight. Amanda Prendergast, who goes to the Highfield Slimming World Group, joined in August 2021 after being told by her doctor that her blood sugar levels were high. She said, he started me on glyclazid, 80 milligram twice daily, and metformin, 500 milligrams twice daily. Blood lancets to test my blood sugar levels daily, and atorvastatin, 20 milligrams, to help my cholesterol. On top of all that, I was still taking my usual thyroid medication too. To say I was overwhelmed was an understatement. After struggling with everyday tasks and finding clothes to fit in, Amanda wanted to make some lifestyle changes and went to Slimming World with the support of her doctor. She said, I always felt like I was lacking energy and like I was on a slippery slope to gaining more and more weight. I didn't really see a way out. So far, Amanda has lost an impressive three stone and 11 pounds and now goes to online fitness classes. And she has dropped from a clothes size 2022 to 1214. Amanda said, thanks to the changes I've made, my health has improved dramatically and I no longer need to take any medication. My blood sugar reading is now in the normal range and the doctor says I show no symptoms of type two diabetes 
and my cholesterol levels are normal too. I've got my life back and I couldn't be happier. Life on tap, riding with the kids is a roller coaster. Being a parent means sleepless nights, endless worry, the di diplomatic skills of a UN negotiator, but mainly doing lots of things you wouldn't otherwise choose to do. I'm a veteran of countless traumatic visits to soulless soft play centres where coffee invariably tastes like creosote and the noise levels are comparable with a 747 taking off. I've spent hundreds of afternoons pushing ill-tempered children, my own of course, on swings in neglected municipal play parks and I've lost count of how many truly awful feature-length animations I've had to endure. But these days it's fun fairs and theme parks which fill me with the greatest dread because I know it is more than likely to end in tears or result in me falling out with a family of brummies who haven't yet mastered the art of queuing up. Of course you can avoid the queues if you are happy to pay for a fast pass. These days there are different tiers of permitted queue jumping which only adds to the eye-watering cost of doing something you really don't enjoy. In my youth and into my 20s, I genuinely enjoyed all the fun of, of the fair and made it a mission in life to experience the biggest and scariest rides. These days, trips to theme parks usually involve me whining about how I've spent the equivalent of a fortnight's food shopping cash on being made to feel queasy for the following two days. Long-suffering readers of my column may recall how some seven years ago, I enjoyed the ignominy of having to be rescued from a theme park ride which had stopped working due to having to cope with carrying my weight. It had gone down in tap family folklore and this embarrassing yarn is likely to be enduring legacy for my generations that follow. That was the moment that I realised such places were no longer my bag, but... Due to the fact that I have two children, I have very little say in that manner. Our most recent visit to such a place came the other weekend when I finally caved into repeated demands to ride with my, with my pair on the dreaded pirate ship. You know the one, the giant pendulum-like ride which subjects thrill-seekers to several minutes of sheer hell which includes being dangled at 40 feet above the ground for what feels like 60 seconds. I don't mind admitting it, but I screamed loudly during my most recent funfair ordeal, something which no 45-year-old man should ever do in public, much to the amusement of Mrs Tapp, who managed to get her excuses in before me and bagged herself a front-row seat from which to witness the drama. About a quarter of a century ago, such challenges, challenges were dispatched with ease, usually before I headed to the bar to drink my own body weight in fizzy lager and scoff whatever deep-fried products took my fancy. Following my misery aboard the pirate ship, which might have been a galleon, all I really needed was a darkened room and a large brandy. What I got was no sympathy at all before I was frog-marched to the neighbouring amusement arcade where I was relieved of even more of my hard-earned cash. If I'm being totally honest, my brief brush with what felt like death reduced me to a quivering wreck for at least 24 hours. Mrs Tapp reckons it's something to do with my inner ear and my advancing years. 
Apparently those of us old enough to remember taping the top 40 from the radio have typically lost our tolerance to being spun round repeatedly. Even though she doesn't wear a white coat to work, I'll take her word for it because I need all the excuses I can find to avoid having to put myself through that again. The things we do for our kids. More to the humble hedge than you think. From the suburbs to the countryside, they are the sensible staple of the British landscape. Subtle in their presence, hedges can easily be overlooked amid their more eye-catching garden bedfellows. But who can imagine rolling rural vistas without them, or deny their ubiquitous role in the residential tapestry? Where would we be without a hedge over which to share a neighbourly gossip, or draw up the battle lines of local disputes? However, these stalwart living boundaries also serve a much greater purpose in terms of supporting biodiversity and fighting back against climate change. Royal Horticultural Society, RHS, research has already shown that hedges can improve air quality, slow the flow of rainwater, reduce noise, provide shelter for wildlife and help regulate temperature through shading and cooling with beech, privet and holly, amongst those known to provide all-round benefits. Features such as leaf shape, texture and branch structure are all thought to make them more adept at various roles. In the wake of the storms which hit the UK in February, the RHS has urged gardeners to swap felled fences for hedges. Establishing a new hedge or maintaining an existing one may be the single most important action a gardener can take to combat the extremes of climate change and support biodiversity, said Mark Gush, the RHS Head of Environmental Horticulture. Whether this is through evaporative cooling relief from heat waves, screening and protection from high winds, water uptake to alleviate extreme rainfall events, pollutant capture from traffic or provision of wildlife habitat and corridors, hedges are great all-rounders. However, a monoculture of hedges, as is traditional in many gardens and urban areas, can leave, can leave hedges susceptible to disease and limit biodiversity. Planting and management can also act as a deterrent for gardeners. But such is the significance of the hedge that the RHS has secured funding to deepen our understanding. The charity is doubling down on its research into green infrastructure benefits for urban areas, with a £100,000 fellowship funding from the Royal Commission for the Exhibition of 1851, the RHS will investigate what it is about the different varieties of hedges that mean they provide important ecosystem services, the benefits of mixed hedging and the practicality of planting and maintaining them. Led by principal horticulturist scientist Tiana Bernusa, the new two-year project will research the best combinations of hedges for year-round impact in a laboratory setting and via real-world application at a school. The six combinations of mixed hedging that will be trialled will be drawn from four hedging plants, Privet, Hawthorn, Western Red Cheddar and Alegnus. 
all have been chosen because of their accessibility and varying form of function, says the RHS. The findings will be published in 2024 and are intended to be aid the development of green and healthy urban environments. The humble hedge is often the hero feature in any garden, says Tajana. Acting as natural screen, they are they're not only pro- provide important environmental services, but are relatively cheap, long-standing, and have only a small ground footprint. Knowing which planting combinations to choose to get the most environmental benefit and how to look after them effectively could enable wider uptake as we seek to future-proof our towns and cities. The Royal Horticultural Society was founded in 1804 and is the UK's largest gardening charity. In 2021, the RHS launched its sustainability strategy, committing to be net positive for nature and people by 2030. The supporting RHS planet-friendly gardening campaign will continue to harness the power of the UK's 30 million gardeners to help tackle the climate and biodiversity crisis. For more information about the RHS's hedge research, visit rhs.org.uk. Pet needs home. This beautiful little cat is Phoebe, who is around nine months old. She loves playing and is quite happy for you to join in before relaxing. Phoebe does enjoy the occasional sit on your lap to say hello as much as any busy lady can. She can be a bit nervous around new people and when she is in a new situation, so we'll need someone who is happy to give her the time to settle in. Once she is used to her new forever home, she is a joy, a very lovely little lady who just wants someone to love her and she will return the love double. She will be happier in an older, mature family environment where she can relax and know she is loved and safe as the only pet where someone can be around for her in the day. She would enjoy being away from main roads, through roads, with a secure garden to stroll in when she has completed her settling in period. Contact 03453 711851 or www.cats.org.uk Okay, and now to the sports section. Football first, Hemel Hempstead Town. Mark Jones is keen for Hemel Hempstead Town to finish their Vanarama National League South season on a high note this weekend. The Tudors make the trip to take on fellow mid-table side Dulwich Hamlet in their last game of the campaign on Saturday. A season that started in tough fashion with Hemel rooted at the foot of the table and led to Lee Bircham leaving the club to be replaced by Jones. They're now set to finish in the mid-table mediocrity. James guided, Jones sorry, guided the Tudors away from the bottom end of the table and until just recently, they were even flirting with the playoff positions. However, with those hopes now being over, Hemel could still finish as high as 11th if they can secure a victory on the final day. Jones believes his team can be satisfied with the way this season has panned out, considering the way it started. 
but he would like to see them produce a good finish in front of what should be a decent attendance on Saturday. There is always a big crowd at Dulwich, the, the Tudors manager said. Their attendances have been fantastic throughout the season, so we, so we know we are going to be going there and playing in front of a big crowd. We want to try finish the season off positively. I think if we manage to win the game and results went our way, then we could still finish in 11th place. When you consider where we, where we are at one point this season, after quite a few games, that would be satisfactory performance. We want to try to go there and win the game, of course. That's what we will set out to do. Hemel endured mixed fortunes over the bank holiday weekend. They suffered a 3-1 defeat at Braintree Town as Cali da Costa and Gio Churchlow scored to put the hosts into a 2-0 lead at half-time. Hemel pulled a goal back when a crisp ball free kick was headed home by Gus Scott Morris, but Churchlow had the final say as, he sec- as a second goal of the game sealed it for Braintree. The Tudors produced a much improved display on Bank Holiday Monday. However, as they held Havant and Waterlooville to a goalless draw at Vauxhall Road. In cricket, Billy's brilliant ton helps set up win in annual friendly. Hemel Hempstead Town Cricket Club were able to put out two sides out on Sunday. What has now become a regular early season friendly since 2017... A game against North Harrow got Hemel's first team up and running. North Harrow won the first game in 2017, but since then Hemel have prevailed. This time it was the bat of Australian Billy Jones, who was the leading light as he amassed a superb unbeaten 116, which included 14 fours and five sixes. Phil Smith made 38 and Ravi Hindota added 24, but it was Jones's knock which stole the show as Hemel reached 246 for seven in, seven in 40 overs. And it proved to be enough. In reply, North Harrow struggled against the Hemel attack as they used seven bowlers. There were three wickets each for Adam Molster, three for 23, and Stan Hayden, three for 19, as Hemel bowled North Harrow out for 157 in 38.1 overs to secure the club's only win of the weekend. The second Sunday team were up against Widmere and St Margaretsbury in a 40-over encounter. Batting first, Hemel made 144 for 9 in their 40 overs, with Rohit Patel being the top scorer with a knock of 44. Opener Marlon Stewart scored 27, and Nikhail Kondoka added 13, but Widmer kept the brakes on in the innings, which never really got going. In reply, Hemel similarly applied the brakes, and although they only lost five wickets, it was not until the 39th over that Widmer achieved their win. There were two wickets each for Miles Barnard, two for 25, and Nikhail Singh, two for 13, and one for Matt Shears, one for 22 in a tight win for Widmer. A hastily rearranged game for Hemble Hempstead, Saturday's fourth team, before the league season starts next week, saw Potten end second, stepping in to replace Chorleywood thirds. An agreed 40-over match saw Potten end score 165 for seven, with True Patel leading the way with an unbeaten 55. 
for Hemel, Max Clark led the bowling with 3 for 23, and Ben Dumpleton returned 2 for 15. Clark also scored 24 in the Hemel reply, with open, opener Steve Smith adding 31 and Matt Petchell scoring 49 down the order. Hemel, unfortunately, ended up all out for 141 in their last over to lose by 24 runs. Okay. Twisted athletes take to the global stage. Nearly 40 athletes from Twisted Cheer and Dance based in Kings Langley competed at the summit in Orlando, Florida last week, a legendary venue for elite cheerleading competitions in the USA. Twisted Retribution and Revenge teams both took to the floor at the invitation-only competition held in Disney World ESPN Wild World of Sports Stadium in Florida. This followed their entry into the competition in July 2021, just after the COVID lockdown, where their work was judged good enough for an invite to compete on the global stage. Drawing athletes and coaches from across Hertfordshire and surrounding home counties, Twisted Cheer and Dance was formed in 2014 and now boasts 240 athletes at both recreational and competitive level, starting as young as four-year-olds. Twisted Cheer and Dance coaching director Ben Varsi spoke proudly of his athletes. He said, I am beyond proud of our two teams, Retribution and Revenge, who went out with the biggest competition floor in the cheerleading world and hit their routines. Each of the 36 athletes we brought to the USA were integral to the team's process and success. I could not have helped our team to get to this point without my full coaching team and especially the coaches of these teams, Hannah Garcia, Laura Mitchell and Katie Perry. All-Star cheerleading is one of UK's fastest growing sports with in excess of 100,000 participants. UK has just been granted full Olympic status, which is a huge milestone for our sport, and we should see it in the Olympics soon. Sport Cheer England, the recognised governing body of cheerleading in England, describes the sport. Cheerleading is a high-energy, team-based performance sport that is athletic, artistic and acrobatic. Each routine involves tumbling, stunting, jumping and dance, all packed into a two-and-a-half-minute routine, which culminates in a very fast-paced and exciting sport. In its modern form, cheerleading is similar to group acrobatics rather than the traditional stereotype of pom-poms and chants. Facey added, This is the first time we have taken a team to the summit, and we can't wait to return in the future. Being able to give this opportunity of a lifeline to, to, to many athletes has been has has been a shining light at the end of what was a tough period during COVID lockdowns. We have two competitions left in the UK this season. As a team, our aim is to grow cheerleading across our competitive, recreational, schools, college and university programmes, with the target to provide this opportunity to compete internationally next season. 
Twisted Cheer and Dance have recreational sessions for those aged between 4 and 15 and competitive teams for athletes aged 4 and over and adult teams. Competitive athletes can join in July 2022 when an annual team placements are made. Visit www.twisted-cheerandance.co.uk for more information. And finally, not from the paper, but sent to Audrey, our secretary. Do you know about a local charity, Talking Books, in Western Turville? They have a library of 12,000 audiobooks and say they record and add to the library about 700 new books per year. They have many ways to read the books to suit most people's options. Contact them by phone on 01296 432339 or by email, enquiries at calibre, C-A-L-I-B-R-E, dot org dot UK. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are sunrise at 0524, sunset 2032. If you would like to give us any feedback, or you have a news story, or know of an event taking place soon that you think would be suitable for our listeners, please get in touch by email to secretary at dtnhemmel.org.uk. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemmel.org.uk. If you, wish to listen, if you wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill. Alexa will ask you which broadcast you want to listen to. When prompted, reply, play the decorum talking newspaper. This part can be tricky. If Alexa offers the wrong station, just say no and then try again. If you have a Google Home, say, hey Google, Talk to Talking Newspaper. Then, play Decorum Talking Newspaper. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, after the music, there is the amenities section that gives details of various group and contact details of organisations. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up carefully. Turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor, and Martin, your technician for this week. Goodbye.